Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. Am I taking this? Yeah, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, I usually toss it over to you. <laughs> Okay, well, we have our hook, so yes. that's that's one thing out of the way. What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Every week, we take a dive into the world of candy and give you an idea of what you need to be paying attention to. Well, David and I each have collections of our own, None of this is financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just here to have a good time. David, how you doing? I'm doing good, Nate. Doing good. Ready to ready to get into candy once more. Yeah, it's a little bit of a slow week here. We are in between pack drops. So no pack drop this week from candy. Waiting on L5 drop to end this Friday and L6, the final drop, to begin next Tuesday. But in the meantime, we've got a week's worth of lineup five sales data to to look at. We've got some 2021 sales data to look at the last three weeks, a little snapshot there. We've got some solutions to the Stranger Things NFT puzzles, let's call them. Uh, So we've got three steps to that that we're going to walk through and talk a little bit just in general about the, the pack drops that have come and gone, those that remain, some of the burn mechanics, and just continuing that that conversation. So a little this, little that, probably not gonna be the longest show. And then we'll uh, we'll finish up with some pack rips at the end, as we as we always do. So let's start with some uh, some current events here. First and foremost, want to uh, welcome everybody to jump over to Twitter, follow at Talking Candy NFT. Doing a little pack giveaway here just as a thank you. The Twitter page has really grown over the last few months, up over 700. So doing this giveaway, it's got over 200 retweets already, which is crazy. So jump over there, just like it and retweet it. Chance to uh, to win a pack. Going to announce that on Friday. And then we had a couple big Otani sales this past week. So we had the, the Serial 1 of the 2022 Otani get pulled about a week ago, a little over that. And it did end up selling for just over 3,100. So we saw that move, but we also saw, I didn't tweet this one out, but we also saw a 2021 Epic Otani move, first one in a while. Number nine of 30 went for 36.85. So those two big Otani sales were kind of the headliners of the week in terms of uh, move, cards that moved. We also had some, uh, some new content with some MLB players. Justin Turner, similar to Byron Buxton, received uh, the Infinite Objects physical you know, version of, of his one-of-one one NFT. Didn't actually receive the NFT, but we talked about this in the past because he actually has this above his locker uh, in, the, in the locker room. So pretty cool, cool, genuine reaction. Go, uh, go take a look at that. You can tell, you can tell when these guys actually are, uh, are thinking these things are cool. So it's fun to see. And additionally, have, neither one of us have even had time to watch this because they just posted it an hour ago. But Muntner had the opportunity, similar to Usman, with uh, 
with Jacques Peterson to, so sorry, Usman did it with uh, Justin Turner, but Muntner, same opportunity with Jacques Peterson to do some pack rips and do a little, little 10 minute video here, a little interview. So looking forward to jumping into this and watching that. Like to see the continued involvement with the MLB players. And then a couple, couple new NFTs here. The, the Oakland Athletics partnered with Candy to give away this 72 Champs NFT this past weekend. I think it was Saturday. And like, like we've stated in the past, anybody that showed up to the park and went in with a digital ticket through the MLB Ballpark app got an email to redeem one of these. So we've started to see these trickle out on the marketplace. A couple have sold for super cheap, probably from people that didn't exactly know what they're holding. Um, but they're sitting around a hundred bucks right now if you wanted to grab one. And then another version of this that's about to come out, the Orioles are doing one for it to commemorate Adley Rushman's rookie season, obviously one of the biggest prospects in baseball. So I'm sure this will be a highly sought after NFT once these start getting dropped. So if you have any buddies in Baltimore, send them, uh, send them to the game. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the majority of, of what's going on this week. In terms of pack drops, we are still in the middle of lineup five. This is going to run until Friday at 8 p.m. And we are sitting at about 12,500 packs sold as of Tuesday, the 7th. So three days to go, looking like we'll probably settle somewhere similar to lineup four, which sold about half of the allotment. So as you can see here, lineup three sold 29,000 out of the 31. That was in the week that VCon was happening, a lot of marketing. Uh, there were a couple other things that happened that week. So saw a big uptick in sales on the back end of that. Lineup four settled into 16,000 and it's looking like lineup five is probably gonna do around the same. And so just to keep in mind that there was already 50% being vaulted for all of these lineups, but with only 16,000 being sold out of the 31 allotment, now you're looking at, oh, sorry, I put that backwards. It should say vault 75%, yeah. So the, the sold is 25%, the vault is 75%. So ignore the graphic, listen to our words. So yeah, looking like that's where, where we're kind of settling in, in terms of legitimate demand on this and we're seeing that reflected on the prices of lineup four and lineup five and even lineup three having not been fully distributed so continued conversation we talk about it every week have to be aware of these things and these numbers just to give yourself a little bit more understanding of why certain players certain lineups might look the way that they do and then lineup six is going to be the the final drop starting on june 14th and again that'll run for 10 days so that's what we're looking at here. One little update that Candy just made is that they've added differentiation on the thumbnails for these packs. So when you're flipping through the marketplace and you see listings for packs, you can see that both the seams have been color coded and in that same coloration, you've got the lineup number right underneath where it says MLB icons 2022. So it's subtle, but in addition to the fact that the description itself shows the the title and which lineup it is a nice uh, a nice little addition here to avoid confusion i think that maybe you could change like the background color additionally that, to make it super obvious I yeah i was thinking of you know a pop it very yeah very vibrant popping background color would just be able to tell at a glance it is nice to have a visible difference at all compared to before but they could have gone a little bit further with that 
Yeah, especially because lineup two and three are pretty similar in color. Lineup four and five are pretty similar in color. So one is pretty obvious. I guess five is fairly red. So it's a great move in the right direction. Appreciate seeing some quality of life improvements like this. And, you know, I think that we'll continue to see little things like this trickle out, which is appreciated. So just something to note. Nothing crazy there. Before we jump into the L5 sales data, let's just quickly remind people, because we know that there's still a fair amount of confusion about how burning works in Discord and just in the general community, the, the conversation around this. So to be clear, to put this very simply, when you go to burn a particular Titan on any given week, we're assuming that there's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of eight players a week. But whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of players each week that have the option to be burnt. And if you pick a certain player, you're going to need to burn 100 points worth of cards based on this ranking system on the right here, where cores are worth three, uncommon six, rares 15, and epics 40. So that's your, your point system. And from using that point system, you need to burn 51 points worth, at least, of the player that you're trying to obtain. And then the remaining 49 points can be any player. It could be the Titan player, but you probably don't want it to be. You're better off going and grabbing the guys that are readily available for 50 cent cores and $1 uncommons at this point and just burning the, the cheapest floor level type. So once you hit that 51 points, 52 points, whatever the math adds up to, stop there and then transition over to your junk pile, as we've called it, of the guys that you can get on the floor right now. So I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, but just wanted to do a quick reminder of how this works. The graphic says 49 points of whoever else. It's just however many points you need to get to 50. So if for some reason you decide to, get to, 100. to burn, yeah, to, to get to, sorry, to get to 100. Mm -hmm. So if for some reason you decide to burn two epics of Shohei Otani, and that would put you at 80 points, you would only need to burn 20 more of whoever else. Uh, but as he said, to be more efficient, to get the most bang for your buck, try and hit that 51 or 52 exactly, mm -hmm. and then do the rest of anyone else who happens to be the cheapest. Yep. And again, a, a good reminder is to, to jump over to Serial Chaser, and you can go into, well, Serial 1 is a really good place to see what you have in terms of your, your Titan points. I think that, that that system is a little bit better in terms of just seeing what your collection looks like. But in terms of seeing what the the Titan point breakdown is, I think that Serial Chaser is the is the better tool. So let's just, here, let's go into Soto. One of the big L5 names here. Switch over to the screen real quick. So if you go into Serial Chaser and you research a, a given player, you scroll down, we've shown this before, but basically, you can see what the the available listings are for that point uh, for that player and what it's going to cost you per point. And so, in this case, in Soto's case, it's pretty uniform core through rare. You're paying about five and a half dollars per point for for all of these floor listings. But and then you can see with Epic, it's a little bit less cost effective. But this is a good place to go understand how should you make up these points if you're starting from zero or if you just have 15 and you're trying to make up the rest. Go take a look. Obviously, you can do the math on your own, too, but this makes it a little bit easier. Uh, just a good tool to, to identify what do you have and, and what do you need. So, 
Uh, and on Serial 1, they did add the option where you could hover over the different rarities and it would break down that single cheapest listing mm. in terms of its price per point. But it's just the cheapest listing. And so in the case of Serial Chaser, if you need to buy 45 points worth of a player, you're going to have to go further down the list than just that bottom listing. And so that's a bit more robust for pricing that out. So one thing, I don't know if I've said this while we've been recording. I know that we've talked about it offline and I've had this conversation with other people. One thing that I'll say of just a potential benefit to burning higher tier cards as opposed to lower tier cards, even if it's at a slight premium, is that to to the best of our knowledge, our best guess, and I don't know how else this would be overcome, you're going to have to go in and identify which cards you want to burn. And it's going to be faster to check off an epic a you know, and two uncommons than it is to go check off 15 cores or whatever it is, 18 cores. So like we've stated, don't think that there's going to be a rush to get to 100 Titans. We don't think that there's going to be a ton of guys that get 100 Titans. But on the more desirable players, the Otanis, the Trouts, the Wanders, the guys that are definitely going to get 100, it's something to be aware of. I'm not saying burn epics. That has its own issues. There's something nice about just holding those epics as they are. But it's just something to be aware of that it probably will be a little bit faster to do the higher point value because it'll just be less clicks. It'll be less things to identify what you're burning. So it's just a guess. It's an assumption. We don't know what it's going to look like, but it's if it's a small difference, then maybe there is benefit to burning a rare instead of three uncommons. Just a thought. And the best case scenario will be before the burning goes live, if they give us a place to check a list and make you know, make our pile for each player. If they give us a way to make that pile and save it, then everyone will be on a level playing field when mm. it comes time to actually do the burn. But at this point, we're still waiting for them to give us a tutorial about the burning mechanics. They have said one's on its way. And so we'll definitely know more specifics once we see that tutorial. But, you know, it's just speculative right now. And it's possible that, yes, burning fewer cards could be the key to being just a little bit faster on yeah. those few players where it might matter. Yeah. And again, I don't think this matters if you're making a Cedric Mullins Titan, but I do think that it matters if you're making a Mike Trout Titan, because I do think that that's one that is gone relatively quickly. There's just going to be that, that type of demand regardless of the cost. So that's that. Don't need to linger any further. Just wanted to, to do a quick recap, quick reminder. So probably some new people watching on here as well as people that might still be confused. So just want to do that. So with that, let's jump into what we've seen for, for lineup five sales leaders so far. On lineup number five, this is the first week worth of data. And similar to lineup four, it's pretty much exactly who you would expect to see at the top of this list. What we knew going in that Juan Soto, Albert Pujols, and Boba Shett were, were definitely going to top this list. And then maybe a little bit of a question as far as who is going to you know, be right behind them. But Jordan Alvarez and Clayton Kershaw are both good names to round out that top five. And I, I think, you know, the epic floor kind of speaks for itself. It's a little higher on this lineup than it is for some of the, the other lineups. But that, you know, we've talked about how there's been less packs sold for lineup five, and, and we're seeing the effect of that. You know, there's less 
Wam Soto epics in circulation than there are epics from the other lineups, just because there's been less packs sold, less packs ripped. And and so I mean this is this is just, you know, the evidence of that. But I think we're gonna continue to see the players at the top of the lineup five sales continue to to just carry a premium over those top players from other lineups and be particularly difficult to craft a Titan of. I think a good comparison, I just pull one up and we'll probably do a bigger graphic of this at some point when we have a little more data, but the important thing, and this is a, just an exercise to, in order to compare across lineups is you have to get two comparable players. And obviously there's some subjectivity to that, but let's just compare Miguel Cabrera to Albert Pujols, right? Two guys that are at very similar points in their career. They are about to be retired. They're guaranteed shoe-in Hall of Famers. Pujols is sitting at an epic floor of 220. And I just looked up Miguel Cabrera. His epic floor is sitting at 140. They are, you know, arguably the same profile, same value. Certainly not enough to make up that percentage difference. That percentage difference is because of supply. So that gives you an understanding of what this looks like when we have a supply that's more in line with people that are interested in buying the cards as opposed to Miguel Cabrera. I forget, was he lineup one, lineup two, but that's 100% distributed at this point. So it's a very different scenario and uh, and it's showing. So good little exercise there. All right, all set with this graphic? Yes, all right. and then next we're gonna look at the low sales for the players from lineup five that are guaranteed to receive a Titan. So all five of these players, they, they did receive a one-of-one one legendary in the fifth lineup. And so they will have a Titan confirmed. And there have not been a lot of sales from, from any of them. And I mean, their epic floors kind of reflect that as well, a bit on the lower end. But these, if these are from teams that you care about, or if these are players you care about, these could be, I guess, high efficiency targets for a Titan in the coming months because they're still from one of the least sold lineups. So they're still gonna be among the lowest supply available to craft a Titan out of. And we just know from their low sales so far that there's not gonna to be too many other Titans already in the process of being compiled. I think that it's a really interesting play to go, you know, take a guy like Frankie Montas, right? 17 bucks. And even if that one's gone, 20 bucks gets you your first 40 points. And then a few more dollars gets you your remaining 11. And now, obviously, you still need the other 49 points, but that's pretty affordable. So in the short term, there's not a ton of upside to it because it's probably not going to mint out to 100. And it's one of the less desirable players. He's a pitcher. He's on Oakland, et cetera, et cetera. In the short term, there's not a lot of upside to it. But these titans are going to be at a premium and if there's something high on the list of importance in terms of nfts it's mint count and a year from now five years from now these titans are going to be really low mint count really high tier versions of these cards and it's all speculation could there be a titan set could there be a titan collection challenge could there be you know, some type of early access for owning X number of Titans. Who knows? It's all speculation. But to be able to get a guy like Frankie Montas for $25, 
to, to mint a Titan, you know, and there's other guys in that same ballpark. Gosman's in that same ballpark, you know, feels like a cool potential play. I know that I've stacked a couple guys that cost me about $20 to get their pile of 51 points because why not? You know, I'm mm-hmm. stacking some guys that are going to be more expensive to get as well because they're higher tier players. And there's obviously a lot more safety in that. But as a speculative play, I have a couple guys that, you know, are not only not guaranteed to get a Titan, I'm speculating, I'm trying to grab a guy at a discount because he's in the epic tier, but also just that he's in the cheap tier because he's less desirable for any number of reasons. But to me, feels like a high upside play in the long term because these are going to be really low mint count of the first full set. And I think that's cool. So things to think about. And even on these players that don't have a $20 epic, if you look at their core prices, they might have a $1 core or there might be listings that trickle in at, you know, closer to 50 cents. And so if you can snag 17 50 cent cores, that's less than $9 to get their 51 points. And then less than $9 again to get the remaining 49 points of whoever else. So you're looking at potentially an $18 Titan crafted of one of these players. And I like what you said about the Epic players who aren't guaranteed Titans because they do typically cost less. So you're you're finding more of those Epic players that actually have multiple listings sitting at 50 cents. Or you can pick up, you know, over time, 17 of them at that price. And even though they're not guaranteed to get a Titan, most of them are still getting Titans. You know, 100 out of, it's going to be 140, 150 of them, 100 of them will still get Titans. And that's a that's a high percentage play. Mm-hmm. It's a high percentage play, especially if you know baseball, because mm-hmm. they're not going to give a Titan to a guy that's been playing terribly and leave a guy that is you know, in the top 10 in home runs, CJ Crone, like there are guys out there, right? CJ Crone's one of the guys that, that I've got. And that one just fell into my lap because I was stacking him when that lineup dropped. Cause I knew people didn't know who he was and he was leading the league in home runs at the time. It wasn't Aaron judge. So there are, it's not just CJ Crone. There's plenty of guys on the Epic list. Go take a look, find a guy that you like, look up his stats. If he's a top 100 player in the MLB, if he's a top 50 player in the MLB, go look at fantasy rankings, stuff like that. You can make an educated guess as to which ones have a high percentage chance of getting a tight end. And that's the little extra research that you can do to grab a guy at a discount because he's not guaranteed. And because he's obviously the most desirable players are the ones in that legendary tier anyway. That's why they're in the legendary tier. So there's a lot of layers to it, but a little extra research, a little extra thought, and having a long-term mindset can set you up to, you know, make a play that that not everybody else is making, and you can do it at a discount. So, if you're good with that, I'm good with that. Let's jump into the uh, the 21 data here. Okay, and again, this is three weeks of 2021 sales. Uh, we're, we're not showing this information every week like we were before. Uh, now that 2022 sets are out, there just aren't as many sales coming in from those 2021 sets, the all-star set and the uncut diamond set. And so uh, we're just going to keep these screens up for 30 seconds or so. There's not a whole lot to get into. If you want to see everything, then feel free to pause and take a closer look. But right now with the 2021 all-stars, it it kind of is what it is. Until Candy gives us a reason to, to go back to that 
such as collector score or such as a challenge focused on owning some of those cards, there just hasn't been as much interest, as much activity on that set. And so there are still sales being made, you know, and, and so over the past three weeks, you know, we see the overall list there, you know, Matt Olson, Michael Brantley, Mike Zanino, Aaron Judge, they've all had at least double digits of total sales. But this is kind of comparable to what we used to see in, in one week. You know, we used to see one week of sales having these types of totals. And now this is what we see in three weeks. There's still activity to be had. There's still plays to be made. And, and yeah, we can skip over to the uh, the all-time sales for the 2021 set. And I just wanted to um, say we had we got a really good comment. I forget who it is. I apologize. But we got a good comment on the, the video last week about there being an opportunity with the 21 stuff. And it's probably something we've talked about, but it falls in the same category of what we were just saying with the less desirable Titans. It's something that nobody's looking at right now. It's something that it doesn't have any attention on it. There's no gamification around it. There's no burning. So there are cards that are hitting the bottom of the barrel in terms of what we've seen on 21. Could it keep going in the wrong direction? It certainly could. It certainly could. But any given week, Candy could make an announcement that 21 means this or 21 is going to give you that. Don't know when it would happen. Don't know what it might look like. But again, there's there's an opportunity here if you want to pay attention to this while other people are paying attention to 22. Ourselves included, we're guilty of it too. And that that's a great point. You know, there's going to be a catalyst at some point that puts 2021 back into the spotlight. But for those of us who are long-term on candy, even without that, you know, temporary catalyst or, or whatever might renew interest for a brief window of time, in, in the long term, in the you know, the multiple years view of things, there is still only gonna be one first pack from candy. And and this is it. Mm -hmm. There's still only gonna be one set of all stars that is gonna have this few number of players, this few number of mints, and eventually you know eventually every copy from this set will have changed hands into the hands of someone who's going to be a more secure collector of it someone who's going to be holding on to the copy of their cards and not necessarily flipping it for a loss the way we're seeing with this set right now and so i mean that we expect some type of catalyst we expect some type of of event or some type of collector score bonus to holding these older cards. But even regardless of that, just as a collectible, these came first. And as a collectible, these will have value. It's just, you know, a matter of guessing when the long game is. Is mm -hmm. it one year? Is it five? Is it 10? I'm not sure. But I, you know, I plan on still having my full set when we get to that point. Mm -hmm. But here, as you see on the screen, it is the all-time sales updated to this week, and not a ton of change. Juan Soto still gradually catching up to uh, Kikuchi there on the overall list. We saw Aaron Judge. Um, he cracked onto a couple lists there. You see his name in blue. So he had a, you know, of the 2021 All-Stars, he had a pretty good sales week, but otherwise not too much to, to talk about here. All right, let's jump to Uncut Diamonds. And we saw a bit more sales these past three weeks on the Uncut Diamond set. And in some cases, it's very much reflective of these prospects having, you know, good good years in the majors or in the minors or some combination of the two. 
and and we continually see that reflected in their weekly sales. Adley Rutschman, you know, has has been mentioned numerous times already, but he's he's having a good year, and he's he's generating hype for himself. You know, he's becoming a known name, someone that people are paying attention to, and that translates directly into some of his sales here on that uncut diamond set. And uh, for the all-time list, uh, not a ton of change here either. Just a few positional changes. It, it can still be, it, you know, if you're shopping for some of these players, it can still be a good idea to see who's at the top of these lists just to, again, to, to see who has less supply in circulation. Um, but otherwise, you know, this is just where things are at right now. If you are making plays on stuff like this, it, or whatever it is that you are making plays on, we love the comments. We love hearing about what other collectors are doing. Well, you know, you'll see both of us jump in there. FD is labeled as FD. If you see it as talking candy, that's me. Love having the conversations, love extending these conversations. So definitely drop a comment if you do have a question or just something that you want to state that, that is a, a move that you're making. So let's, uh, let's jump into Stranger Things a little bit here. Real quickly, so showed this graphic last week, only pulling it up again to so that you can, I think you had just said that they've updated week one slightly on the numbers, is that correct? Right, instead of 4,444, uh, they said that they released 4,686. And so they let a few extra people um, be the winners for week one, uh, but otherwise all the other numbers are projected to be the same across weeks two, three, and four. And as you see, it's it's less winners each week. And so as we get into the, these upcoming weeks, there's going to be less people walking home with those digital collectibles. So this first week required three different steps. And uh, I'll let you I'll let you walk through them because you certainly helped me along the way with with these three steps as well. I do not watch Stranger Things. David does. And he was a. Uh, very, very good at figuring out these difficult puzzles. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But for those who weren't aware, to, to start the puzzle, you go to netflix.candy.com. And if you have a Candy account, you log into it. And then there's a button on the homepage that says, you know, enter the lab. Because this first level was, you know, at the lab, you know, a location from the show. And when you first enter, uh, you see that, that clue, that screen on the left there. You know, it shows the inside of the rainbow room and it shows a few spots in the room are labeled with some pieces of paper. It's a little hard to tell from this image, but there's numbers written on each of those pages. And those numbers are the coordinates for where the correct pegs go. And so the solution to this puzzle is just putting a peg at each of those coordinates. And the color of the peg relates to the object that the paper was next to. And so something you know, each of those pages is next to an object that's had its color removed. And so we had to cross-reference the color of those objects um, as they appeared in the show. And that told us which pegs to make green, which pegs to make red, and which ones to make yellow and orange. And so this first solution was just a very simple seven-peg design. And it was just pulled from, you know, the objects in the room that pulled up. Once you put that solution in, um, that portal you see in the middle of the room there, um, it the graphics on it changed, it opened up slightly. And when we solved the first solution or that first puzzle, we, we weren't sure what to do next. 
We spent hours trying to look for clues to what to do next, but it wasn't until the following morning that the Stranger Things Twitter and the Stranger Things Instagram put a post that actually gave us the clue for the next part of the puzzle. Which looked like this. And so on the left, you see the clue there. It was a, a post that had, you know, it had a light bright design and it had the text 11, are you listening? And it didn't take the community too long to figure that out because about a year ago, one of the first trailers for Stranger Things season four was called 11, are you listening? And so each part of that design has, uh, has some numbers next to it. And those numbers correspond with the timestamp from that trailer. And so if you go to those timestamps, you can see something on the screen that tells you what colors to use for the different parts of the solution. And so this one was just recreating the design they gave us and then coloring it according to the timestamps from that trailer. I thought that one was a lot of fun. And then number three. Number three, um, it feels a bit disingenuous to call this a clue but the following day, so this would be on last Friday now, they posted that image you see on the left there. And to solve this one, you, you essentially just recreate it peg for peg. And, you know, some people struggled with this one a bit because it's very meticulous, so, you know, a bit time consuming. You just had to take your time and, you know, just be accurate. Uh, and then once you were done, then you had completed the lab and you got a message letting you know that you finished, and then you got an email letting you know if you were in the first 4,000 to complete, and if you would be getting the uh, the NFT or not. And so uh, those got distributed this past Monday, and they look excellent. You know, it's, it's an 11 poster that's, you know, beautifully animated, but inside that poster, it actually has a clue as well that is gonna come into play after the first four weeks are over. And so, uh, you know, we're going to spend the next three weeks solving these types of puzzles. And then once the full four weeks are done, we'll have an additional puzzle to solve using the clues from the NFTs they're giving us. Yeah, like you said, continues to be really high quality stuff. It's a cool NFT. It's not su something uh, that's super complicated, but just nicely done, tastefully done. Um, but yeah, cool. You know, cool to see a different angle. We saw a big bump in numbers in Discord. There's a new channel in there. There are some cool new vibes in there. People enjoying this. Uh, I, I know that a lot of the, the baseball natives were banging their heads against the wall working through this puzzle, but it seemed that the, the customers that were interested in the Stranger Things NFTs were excited to, to do these puzzles. So it uh, sounds like they were in good alignment with, with what that user base was going to be interested in engaging in. And like you said, cool, cool concept and cool NFT at the end of it, free NFTs at the end of it, which is always a good recipe for getting new users in and, you know, continuing to grow this, this company and this, this user base through different angles. So let's, uh, let's rip some packs, huh? Let's rip some packs. All right. Europe, Europe first this week. I'm up first. Okay. All right. And we know what that means. It's time to, it's time to, to change up. the headwear. Time to hat up. I think the pack hat has to redeem itself slightly after not pulling an epic for you last week. No epic last week. Brutal. Uh, so I just bought these packs, decided to go line up five. 
uh, for a lot of the reasons that were stated earlier. But just for reference point, we're sitting at exactly 12,584 as of an hour ago on Tuesday. So that's where these sit right now. So uh, let's let it rip. Standard pack. Standard pack. First core. Pujols, there we go. Good start. Take that. Second core. Domingo Germain. Third core. Taylor Hearn. First uncommon. Lamonte Wade Jr. Lamont, but Lamont, we'll take thank it. you. And the cycle man himself, Eduardo Escobar. That is an exciting one. The day after mm-hmm. the day after he hit for the cycle. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a it's a good card to get. But you know, Pujols definitely the standout from that pack. Yeah, for sure. All right. Take two. Come on. Mm, two standard packs. Ooh. You hate to see it. That's that's the the weakest performance from the pack cat to date. Pulling Another all, giant, all your giants. Desclafani. Kershaw. We'll take a little Clayton Kershaw. Some, some good pitchers here. Matt Olson. Okay. Another Kershaw. Okay, this is a good pack. Unco- that's the uncommon Kershaw. And then the last uncommon, Anthony Rizzo. Okay. Wow. Okay. Pretty, yeah. pretty Two, decent little pack there. Four standard packs. Yeah. And, I mean, especially with the lower supply, these players are holding their value. Yeah. So it, it's not like you pulled two dollar cards here. Those are those are some good pulls. Nothing crazy on the the serials. Couple three digits, one hundreds for Olsen Rizzo. But yeah, that uh, uncommon Kershaw. Let's see, what's that? What are those going for these days? A little reference point here. Fifteen bucks is the floor right now. That's solid. Solid pull. Yeah. Solid pull. Probably probably break even on that pack there. Cool. All right, let's send Boy, it that over. Could, um, that could spur you into crafting a Kershaw Titan. It could. Yeah, it could land a few more points from him. All right, let's toss it over to you here. Uh, one of the many scenes. Here we go. All right. Let's get some better epic luck for you. Uh, it's, it's been a while. I, I think I'm due. But uh, I'm going with a couple of lineup two packs here. Uh, lineup two is still the pack that I have the most extra copies of, and I'm hoping to to pull that epic Otani. Let's do it. See what we get. Oh, that's the wrong button. Unwrap. That pack was trying to sell itself. But here we go. Oh wait, thumbtacks. We're back to the thumbtacks this week. Hey, and let's go. Hey, get away with an epic. Let's okay. go. Okay. Yeah, I ever doubted you, Thumbtex. We're going to start with the core. Jose Altuve, good start. Second core, Chris Stratton, pitcher for the Pirates. Third core, Garrett Hampson, center fielder for the Rockies. Uncommon, Miguel Rojas, shortstop for the Marlins. But the epic. Let's go. Yuli Gurriel, first base for the Astros. Bummer. So a bit of an Astros heavy pack, but let's go ahead and take a look, see what cereals I landed. Okay, 144 on Gurriel. Okay, 
nothing terrible, nothing amazing, but an epic. Epic's an epic. Take it. Let's go ahead and unwrap pack number two. Lineup number two as well. Thumbtacks away. What do we got? And a rare. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. And an epic. Happy person today. First core, Giovanni Moran, relief pitcher for the Twins. Second core, another Chris Stratton, relief pitcher for the Pirates. It's two copies for him. Third core, Brian De La Cruz, left fielder for the Marlins. Oh, it's lost your stream. Oh. The oh. uncommon is Ryan Yarbrough, starting pitcher for the Rays, and the rare. Hey, Trey Turner, nice. second baseman. I mean, for the Dodgers, but Trey's, Trey's a good pull. <laughs> That's a good pull. That's a top-tier pull from that lineup. That is one of the better pulls. Going to take a quick look at cereals. Um, nothing stands out. We're going to check this 83 on Yarbrough, but it looks like, yeah, he's 48 as his jersey. So no major hits on those serial numbers. I think that's uh, but, like a $25 floor for Trey on that rare, something like that. Okay, And I mean, that's from lineup two, so that's really strong. Yeah. I'll have to look and see how many Trey's I have, because 15 points towards a Trey Epic yeah. might be enough to, to put me down that path. I'll have to see how much more it's going to take for me to finish the job on that one. I actually got lucky with a rare tray. I bought a rare tray for like 12 bucks the night before burn announcements uh, became a thing. So got that for around half price and would be a nice Titan to get. That's probably going to be a, a highly sought, <coughs> highly sought after Titan. He's having a good year. Having a good year. He's been having good years. It's a bad man. Best base stealer slash slider in the league. All right. That's that. We have ripped our packs. We thank everyone for being here. Those of you who make it to the end of the show each week, you are appreciated. Uh, but with that, my name is Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy Weekly Update, and we will see you in the next one.